Bay Volunteer State. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK and by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Outstanding Sunday for you, wherever you might be listening. And we appreciate you spending part of your Sunday with us tonight on The Nation. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. We're at the Texas Roadhouse AP tonight, the Morrell Road location, right here just next to West Town Mall. AP uh, back today, uh, earlier today, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where a lot to talk about, AP. Last night's Tennessee's 13th straight loss to the Crimson Tide. And while it was a loss and nobody in Big Orange Country is into, into moral victories, there was a lot, I think, a lot to take away from that game positively for Tennessee fans, the way Tennessee fought, the way they clawed, the way they didn't back down. Clearly they got, as they say, and this is more of a basketball term, they got a bad whistle. Uh, no, I, mean, I don't care what angle you look at, when you're Alabama, Tennessee could care less. Tennessee did not get the lion's share of the calls last night. Alabama did. Um, when, when you play at Rupp in basketball, Kentucky doesn't normally right. need the help. Right. And, and when you play at Bryant-Denny in football, Alabama normally doesn't need the help. And yesterday, they got help and then some. There was the uh, infamous Tennessee goes wildcat formation down inside that, the five. I still, and, and, I still and, can't figure you know, that one out. They, they you know, stop play to reset the play clock. You know, that, that you know. And I'm killed, a, and, killed that, and I'm 100 percent on board with the whole Daryl Taylor. That was ridiculous. That that was terrible. There. If was you awful. go back and watch the hold down on the Jawan Jennings dive for the yeah. pylon, it's hard to find a hold there, and uh, it, it 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 just kind of got repetitive. Um, you know, I'll say this: I, I've I've looked at my Facebook feed enough today. I've looked at my Twitter feed enough today to know that. Uh, you know, anybody that was kind of on the fence on Jeremy Pruitt, you know, after that 0-2 start to Georgia State and uh, and BYU, 
they are kind of, you know, galvanized behind Jeremy Pruitt after yesterday. And, and you know, I, I think Jeremy Pruitt is really kind of buying. You know, I'm not saying that he's never bought in because I think he, he's wanted to win football games. But I think he's really starting to, you know, kind of get the feels for being the head coach at Tennessee all of a sudden and not just being a head coach in the SEC or being a head coach in college football for the fan base. I think that uh, he's a, you know, his passion all of a sudden, I think, starting to shine through a little bit more than it has. And, uh, you know, Tennessee, obviously, you know, they took the L yesterday. Alabama got the better of them. And Alabama was the better team. You know, if Tua doesn't go down, obviously, I mean, he was 11 or 12 when he went out. Right. But Tennessee, man, a, they, that was a game if changer. you can't look at that team and, and say that they're not far better than they were two weeks ago, far better than they were six weeks ago, I mean, especially up front, Chris, offensive line doing a nice job. Tennessee at points yesterday. I mean, look, Tim Jordan's 33-yard run, Chris, was more yards than Tennessee ran for against Alabama in 2016 for the entire game and 2018 for the entire game. It was yeah. within 19 yards of what they ran for in 2017 when they ran for 54 yards total. Tennessee went over 100 yards yesterday. At times they moved the pile really good. And then at times, again, Tennessee's defensive line has continued to show flashes. That's the group to me that is just shocking because, you know, six weeks ago I think, you know, they weren't just left for dead, man. I mean, they were buried, okay? I mean, I don't think anybody thought this defensive line would be doing what they're doing right now as far as just making plays, you know, playing your gaps in in, in the run game, doing a really, really nice job, um, you know. And, you know, they're set up the next, you know, five, six weeks if they can take care of business to make, uh, I think, a, a nice little run here to end the season. And it all starts Saturday with, what is a massive game uh, for both Tennessee and South Carolina. 35-13 Alabama wins. The Crimson Tide's 13th in a row over Alabama. And, uh, you know, I, you know what I think heartens Tennessee fans more than anything about last night? First of all, no one, nobody that has orange blood is happy about losing 13 straight times to Alabama. You know, and seeing the whole cigar thing rubbed in their faces, which, again, I think is probably a little bit overblown because if Tennessee had won 13 in a row and everyone's talking about the cigar celebration and, and, and they're You're talking of, about the ESPN people I'm doing talking it? talking about that, showing all the, the people in the stands doing it. The Tennessee, any group of fans would love that. That's just part of it. Uh, but I think what Tennessee fans are heartened the most by with this team is to see the way this team does not back down, the way this team fights, the way it plays with the edge. And, you know, they, they're playing really AP. You know who I'm describing there is I'm describing Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah. That's that's sort of who Jeremy is. When they hired Jeremy, that's who they were getting. A little raw around the edges, tough, not going to be politically correct all the time, going to say things, going to tug on some face masks, you know, going to get out, going to call some guys out, going to call fans out every once in a while like he did after the spring game. That, that's sort of who they were getting. And, and I think Philip Fulmer knew that. The people that made the hire knew that. And I think the, this program needed a lot of that because from where it was. Now, here's the thing about Jeremy, and this is what I think is going to be so important going forward, is that you just said it. they got five games left. And you look at all five of those teams, they're all winnable. And, and there's you can make a case to Tennessee if they play more consistently and cleaner football. See, here's the thing, though, that still gets me. Tennessee had 13 penalties last night. 
13 Tennessee penalties. was the least penalized team in the in the right. conference coming into that game. Right, but but before that, they'd also lost a lot of turnover battles. Yeah, that's where they had really struggled. So when I when I see clean football, they got to put those two together to win more than they lose here the rest of the way. Well, and, and they've got to figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback spot. Obviously, Brian Maurer was knocked out with another concussion yesterday. And I don't think you can count on him anytime soon. I, well, you just don't know. I, if, if a kid passes concussion protocol, then he's eligible to play. But you're that's, right. That's a dicey. I mean, he's had, what, a couple now, right? Two in a row. Two, yeah. two games in a row. Um, you know, and so it, it's one of those things where this whole week's going to be who's going to be the starting quarterback. That's going to be the theme. You know, we thought it was last week, but you knew they were playing top-ranked Alabama, so it was like, you know, does it really matter? Um, this week, a very winnable game. <laughs> they need uh, all they can get. Well, you say it's winnable, and it is. Although South Carolina's played some pretty good football the last two weeks. You know, they, went, they went at Georgia two weeks ago, and then you want to talk about a fan base not real happy with the uh, stripe, guys in the stripes? No. I, I can promise you that the South Carolina fans right now and Will Muschamp not real happy with the guys in the in the that wear the striped shirts. No, you're right. Um, After I, that I, loss I, to I Florida agree. yesterday. By the way, I agree with Muschamp, man. Uh, that that is gutless to drop a, a flag 40 yards downfield. Um, at the end of the day, it, I, you know, I was telling Jay Lyford, our uh, engineer, before before we got on the Jay Lyford and, and and his super engineer, and I'm talking about super engineer. Thomas. Extraordinaire Thomas Lifer in the house tonight, and, and it's just it's a, it's amazing the way this operation runs so smoothly when Thomas is in the house. But uh, here, but here's what I you know the, the five games left, and, and this is hold on I, one second. I was telling him before we got on the air. If if you're Will Muschamp, if you're going to get fined, go for the gusto. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm right. I'm all for it. Right. I mean, if you if you're going to go down that road, take the don't haymaker. hold back. Take the haymaker. You know, there's no point in throwing a jab. You know, I mean, you know, you hit the uppercut. <laughs> Speaking of getting fined, see your boy Lane Kiffin just got fined for tweeting out a he tweet, he tweeted something out of a bunch of um, I don't know if officials like look like blind people with dogs seeing dogs. Conference USA <laughs> find him. $5,000. I talked to him on the way over here. He said, you know, we live in a country where there's freedom of speech. I guess there's not such a thing as freedom to tweet anymore. And then, of course, typical Lane, he says, I guess LeBron James will come out and comment on this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, five games left for Tennessee, and this is what I say for, for Jeremy Pruitt. Got to be smart. Got to be savvy. And this is where we find out a lot about him as a head coach. And I believe this, and I know you do too, Jeremy's ability, you know, any questions about him when he was hired was how long would it take him to grow into the role of being a head football coach at this level? It's going to take some time. It would for anybody. Yeah, I mean. And we've seen him, we've seen him take some steps. And, do, and, 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 here, and here's, one, here's one area I thought he did a really nice job with last night. We can sit here and debate. We're going to have, hopefully have Bubba Miller, former All-SEC center. Bubba played several years in the NFL, coming to come on. The next segment, we'll talk about last night, the, the helmet, the, the face mask tug and everything. We can debate that, whether that's acceptable, not acceptable, you know, the fire, the non-fire, the way he got after his quarterback. But after the game, Jeremy did a really nice job of not throwing the kid under the bus. He did. He, he, he said it was on. He goes, it's on us. It's right. on us as a staff. You know, he, and he, I think that's growth. That, that's some growth there for him as a head football coach. Now, going forward, how does he manage this team? Because let's, let's face it, AP, last year, as the season wore on, the team sort of fell apart. 
sort of fell apart, did not play. Big win over Kentucky. Last year, you you could kind of – you felt like they kind of peaked too early. This year, you you still see them climbing. And, and, that, that, and that may be what they're doing, which means – But the problem is they're really thin – at so many different positions, and then the quarterback. What's going to happen to quarterback? Yeah, what's going to happen? I mean, look. What, you know, what do you? Let me. Just, I just put it out there. What do you get from Garantano going forward? Do you play Garantano? Does he I, even want to play? I. <laughs> I watched an exchange between him last night on the sideline, and Jeremy continued to talk to him. This was with about forty seconds to go. That they called a timeout, and and, and he and, and and Jeremy's still talking to him and talking to him and talking to him, and uh, and, and JG kind of shook his head and then patted Jeremy on the back, and. Um, I just don't know if, from the fans' perspective, if you can trot number two back out there. Saturday. Well, teacher, but you know what? And, and listen, we're all we're all you know we do this for I, the fans. I, you got to do what's best for your football, football team. And if you think that's two, then that's who you send out there. Now, what are the other options? But here's the deal: if you're a Tennessee fan, and 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 Jeremy Pruitt, if, if you're a Tennessee fan and you and you really are behind Jeremy Pruitt, if Pruitt sends Garantano out there, um, Saturday. You know, don't act silly and boo the kid. I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I've, I mean, I've already seen some awful things on social media. And I mean, and I'm talking about from people in the media. I'm talking about from former players calling the kid garbage, calling him a fool. I mean, I, I don't get it. And, and it, it, clearly, he went rogue on that play and, and did not run what he was well, supposed you to know, do. But, but all that aside, all that aside, show some class and, and let. He's still what? What, what is he? Twenty one years old. You can get old? your point across without name calling. Right. I mean, like you can just say, "Get him out of there." I don't get that. All you, can, all you, can, all you can just say the words, "Get him out of there." That's that's not that's not derogatory. That's not even that. Right. Just say your Let's, opinion. You don't think you should be. We're going to go another direction. But how does Jeremy manage this football team? How does he manage personalities? How does he does he what buttons does he press? Does he press the right buttons going forward? Because there, there's an opportunity there to win some football games. But I'm telling you right now, AP. If they throw about a one and four record here the rest of the way, or you you know even two and three, then then you know how this season is going to be viewed and what that does to next season. The next season becomes Armageddon. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I look at this league though. You know, obviously Vanderbilt looks like a, a, a fraction tougher game than we what, thought what a week a, ago. What a win for Derek Mason. What a win for them. Um, and 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 in result that it make the Missouri game looks more like a winnable game. Than it did a week ago. It's amazing how it changes week to week. You know, but we as all know next week, you know, Vanderbilt could get hammered forty-two to nothing, and and, and Missouri could win fifty-six to twenty-two. Which so. is why each week stands on. I mean, Kentucky, Georgia, and it, it was a bad, it was bad weather. That's a scoreless game at the half. But it was bad weather. Bad weather. Certainly want to thank our friends at uh, Mortgage Investors Group, uh, Mortgage Investors Group, for helping bring you the nation each and every week. Be ahead of other buyers by getting pre-qualified before you start looking. Pre-qualification gives you bargaining power and can help you close quicker. Get pre-qualified, get moving. You know, whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, MIG can help you fulfill your home buying needs. Don't let your lender lose your loan in outer space. Keep your mortgage on the ground. With MIG, it's not rocket science. MIG is celebrating being in business for 30 years this year. They're also the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, the number one USDA Tennessee lender, and the number one THDA lender. Let them put that experience to work for you. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership. Their mortgage experts will find and structure the mortgage that best fits your needs and achieves your goals. Mortgage Investors Group wants to be your home lender. Buying a new home, uh, maybe you just need to lower your home loan payment. 
pull out some cash out of the equity in your home. Let Mortgage Investors Group work for you. Go to MIGonline.com for the nearest office. Equal housing lender, license 109-111-1091-11. Tell you what, AP, let's go ahead and take our first break. We're going to try to catch up on the other side uh, with a longtime friend of mine. I used to do some radio with him in this market. Bubba Miller, a former All-SEC center and guard at the University of Tennessee, played seven years in the NFL. Bubba has his own business now over in Franklin, Tennessee, and certainly someone who has uh, been invested in this football program for, for many, many years, keeps in touch with him, <clears throat> knows his stuff. So we'll try to catch up with Bubba on the other side. Uh, you're listening to The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, the Morrell Road location, and we'll be right back. Joy. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. Are you hungry for a great deal? Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Monday through Thursdays until 6 p.m. You can choose from the six-ounce sirloin, barbecue chicken, pulled pork dinner, and many other favorites. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs made from scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. It takes talent and grit to win a sports championship, and the same is true in flooring. With our master installers and flooring experts, Frazier's brings the best team to your floor. Call us at 546-4850 to win the new floor championship. Everything for the floor, from the team you trust more, Frazier's. The world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the vault. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Welcome back into The Nation. This is Chris Lowe with Austin Price. Let's not uh, delay any longer. Let's get right to the phone lines. A longtime friend of mine and um, football, Tennessee football fans may know him as Bubba Miller, but he will always be Stephen DeWan Miller to me. You know where I got that from, Mr. Bubba Miller. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I always got to keep it official with you, Chris, man. How you guys doing? 
It's great. Thanks for joining us. Of course, Bubba, all SEC offensive lineman for the Vols in the 90s, started every game but one from 92 to 95, went on to play seven years in the NFL. And, Bubba, I know you uh, follow the Vols very closely. I know you watched that game last night. As you've watched this team from those, let's face it, really, really bad losses to start the season, Georgia State was inexplicable, and they lose to BYU. The way this team has sort of hung in there, and continue to fight, and you know, and, and I used a basketball analogy earlier, Bob. I certainly didn't get a good whistle last night in that game. Where do you, where do you think this team is from from your vantage point, and what do you think lies ahead? What needs to happen for this team to really finish out on a strong note this year? Well, I mean, obviously, only an extremely pessimistic person would say that there is not tremendous improvement going on. Um, you know, I really, you know, I wish. And I'm sure Jeremy Pruitt wishes he could get a do-over for, for sure the Georgia State game, but probably both of those first two games. You know, they just just didn't really have a good plan. The plan was maybe to play too many guys. Uh, there's no way that should have happened. But, you know, that's part of the learning curve when you hire guys who have been a head coach before. So, uh, But the, the thing that's really, really stood out to me over the last two games is the improvement in the offensive and really the defensive line as well. I mean, that – that 13-play drive last night uh, to put themselves in position to uh, be down by one score, and you put that on the heels of the week before against Mississippi State where they go nine plays, bring that thing off the 15, 20-yard line to, to, to close that game. That shows so much improvement uh, and so much growth, and I just can't give enough credit to Trey Smith. And uh, But the guy that's really caught my eye, particularly last night, has been Jerome Carvin. Uh, you know, it feels like for the last couple of years, Tennessee's been waiting for somebody on that line to really step up. And I just feel like, man, he has really brought a, uh, a physical and a kind of a nasty attitude that, that that team has coveted. The program really has coveted for so long. So, you know, as I'm sure you guys have discussed numerous times, the rest of this season is going to, is going to go with whatever happens with the quarterback. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that point has been, I'm sure, beat like a dead horse. Bubba, let me ask you, let's just get right to it, the old elephant in the room. You played um, in an era, Chris, you're not quite as old as me, but you're old. We're all old, brother. Um, it's been hashed and rehashed, and we've seen it, you know, on Sports Center and all the highlight shows. Jeremy Tugging. At Garantano's face mask when he comes off the field. What, where, where are you with that? You were, were you okay with it? Is it something that was has been overblown? Not the fact that he got in his grill, because he should have gotten his grill for the way that thing all fell apart down there on the goal line. Just wondered you, your view of that whole sequence last night. Well, I mean, football is a very emotional sport, more so than any other sport that I'm aware of. And things happen in a moment that obviously wouldn't happen in a office situation or off, obviously wouldn't happen in a lot of other real-life situations. I, I personally have no issue with it. I mean, you think back to, you know, some Lou Holtz clips from 25 years ago when he was at Notre Dame uh, with him, you know, grabbing guys' face masks and shaking them and slobbering spit coming out of his mouth. And I, <laughs> I, thought what, I thought what Jeremy did last night in that moment was reserved because I'm sure what he wanted to do and what he actually did were two vastly different approaches. But I had no problem with it, man. And if, and if that were my son, I would have no problem with it. So, 
you know, think things have certainly changed, and our, our culture is certainly uh, much kinder and gentler than it was, you know, just a few short years ago. But, you know, this, this, this will blow over. But I, I don't see how you come back from that if you're Gerritano. I don't see how I don't see how you face your teammates the next day and them feel comfortable going into a game with you. I mean, it, it's it's you you can't really go back to them at this point. To me, depending on what happened with Meyer, it's got to be Shroud the rest of the year. Bubba, it's Austin Price. Uh, you you talked about Jerome Carvin a minute ago. Um, Jerome's a guy that played a lot last year. You know, outside of the Chattanooga game and mop up time, and not really played at all this year up until two weeks ago. Um, how much do you, as an old school guy that played in that era where you don't just take your ball and go home if you don't get everything you want like the kids today do, how much did you respect the fact that, you know, he went from playing a lot to not playing and didn't complain and moan? He just kind of kept kept his head down and kept working. Well, I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of uh, respect for that. It, it's, you know, it's rarely anything more you know, on occasion there's some political stuff or personality stuff. Or this guy was part of the last regime. We're going to play my guys. That hasn't really been the case here, in my opinion. Uh, typically, if a guy's not playing, it's a reason. There's some sort of reason. And, and a guy, any coach, particularly one in Jeremy Pruitt's situation, is going to play the guys that he thinks can give the team the best chance to win. So I have a lot of respect for him for just sticking in there, working, uh, you know, same thing you could say about Tyler Bird last week. Uh, you know, it's so easy. They've made it so easy to quit now. You know, you you uh, you don't get enough reps in practice this week. You put your name in the portal, and you got schools calling you all over the place. I mean, they they the NCAA has structured this thing to be able to essentially teach these kids to quit and give up when things don't go their way. And I I think a guy like Jerome Carvin and a guy like uh, Tyler Bird as well. There's there's just some life lessons in that man just in, in, in perseverance and you know if if a handful of guys will, can, will will do that which i think will happen uh you know this team's got a chance to really finish well down the stretch and certainly set itself up to do uh, some good things next season all right bub I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you put your coach's hat on here you, you talked about the quarterback position a second ago you don't think they should go back to jg if Maurer can't go this week and the coaching staff does not feel comfortable with J.T. Shrout, do you then go back to J.G. or do you do what Kentucky's done the last couple of weeks and throw Jawan Jennings at quarterback and have a have an expanded package for him? I, I think maybe I think maybe a hybrid of uh, of some Wildcat stuff maybe mixed in with some Giratano and some obvious passing situations. Um, it's just a, it's just a shame. And I, and I hope for, for, for Brian Maurer's sake, long-term, he's going to be fine. If he doesn't play again this season, I mean, they got to do what's in the best interest of that young man. Sure. But, oh, my God, it's heartbreaking to even think about it. And, and the thing you can't do as a fan you, or coach, you can't play the what-if game, you know. Uh, but it, it, it's real easy to do as a fan. We can do that all day long. Say, what if this, what if that? Well, obviously you're seeing, uh, you know, the talent at receiver has always been there. There's just been an inability to get those guys the ball. Uh, protection has obviously been an issue last season and the early part of this year, and they really, really worked hard to get that stuff cleaned up. I, I really – I got to tip my hat to Will Friend 
and uh, and also Tracy Rocker. I mean, I mean, what those guys are having to work with. I mean, you tell, you know, there's not a coach in the country you would say, hey man, I'm gonna give you two true freshman offensive tackles, make it work, and and uh, and those guys are, are are working hard and improving as well. So, I think it's got to be a mix of if they're not comfortable with uh with putting JT in the game then I guess it's got to be a mix but you you, you got to find some creative ways with Juwan Jen. You got to get playmakers the ball however that is. If that's Wildcat or whatever the case may be, but man, I don't see how you feel comfortable going with Jaron Thomas cuz this is not the first time this has happened with this with him calling with him going rogue. You know, you know in the first couple games we've all heard those stories. Yep. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened. So um uh, it's a trust thing. You got to trust your quarterback in all situations. Trust that he's going to do the right thing with the ball. Trust that he's going to call the right play. And I just, man, I don't know how you come back from that. I really don't. So, so Bubba, what you're saying for the record, you knew Peyton was going to go with the naked bootleg 95 down in Birmingham, right? I did. Absolutely <laughs> did. Absolutely did. But man, I'm just telling you, if you're going, if you're going to do that, you better be right. <laughs> and, and, and you and you and you also better have some credibility built up in the bank. And to this point, Gerontano does not. So, uh, you know, I, if you're going to do that, you better be right. Bub, I want to get you out of here on this one. Um, we talked; the two of us did back before the season. We were talking about Jeremy and you know what what was realistic for this team. And 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 I told you, I think very very bluntly that that the learning curve for him as a as a head coach was still pretty steep. And we've sort of seen him do some things that that when you're learning on the job happen, but we've also seen him grow in some areas. I think you just touched on a couple of them a minute ago. What do you watch for here now in these last five games? A very critical stretch for Tennessee because you can make a case that every every one of these games Tennessee has a chance to win, but they could also lose them all too. But you as someone who's been around the game and played it at the highest level, what do you watch for in him and the way he manages the rest of this season and growing as a head coach? Well, uh, obviously how they come back from, from a very, I don't even want to say a disappointing loss because no one gave them a chance to win. So they've got to feel, you know, there aren't any moral victories, and coaches always say that, but you know those players feel better about themselves this morning than they would have if they lost 62 to nothing, you know, and knowing that with seven minutes and some change left that game could have been 28 to 20 you know so um uh but i'm also looking to see you're right we should split these games down the stretch it should you know three and two i don't think is optimistic i think that's very realistic but chris i I, my approach to this season particularly after those first those early losses has really been to not look so much at what Pruitt's doing from an evaluation standpoint and look at what the team is doing from a player development standpoint. And from if you look at it from that perspective, clearly, obviously, not even just with my, yellow, with my orange goggles on, everybody can see that the team is getting better. It's almost not even fair to evaluate him as a coach until we get to maybe this point next season. Because the cover was so bare, the talent was so poor, and the experience was just so lean. So, I, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer your question. I'm not avoiding your question, but I'm not gonna answer it in the conventional way of all oh, he's got to go three and two down the stretch. I really don't think 
I mean, I think he has earned uh, uh, the right from an evaluation standpoint for us to kind of stand back and let him continue to get some players in there before we can really know how good he is as a coach. Because there's really no, to this point, there's really been no way to evaluate that. Yep. That's a good answer. And uh, that's, uh, that's why we have somebody of your ilk on the show, Mr. Bubba Miller. Let me ask you this before I get you out of here. If Tennessee gets down into a, a critical situation down on the goal line, wants to go jumbo, do you got a few snaps left in you down on the goal line? Man, as as I think uh, a good, I got th- you know three good plays, maybe a three and out would be preferable. But I really, in, in, in my mind, at least anyway, I could give them three good plays. <laughs> no, but, uh, not, Bubba, you can't do a three and out. That means you're punning. Well, man, you can score three, in play, three plays. You say too. three play drive. Three play, three play drive. Three play drive. You got it. Three play drive. You got it. Well, Bubba, man, it's, it's it's great catching up, my friend. Always is, and always always look forward to your insight and um, keep up the good work. Uh, hope the business goes well there in the big city of. Frankfurt. It, it has been a it has been a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, you know, call, call me collect if you need to. Bubba, you know I'll do that, man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate right, it. That's, that's Bubba Miller taking some time with us tonight on the Nation. Of course, Bubba, former All SEC offensive lineman for the Vols, and played in the pros, and uh, is one of. Um, one of the blessings of what I get to do, and you too, AP, is you, you form relationships with these people you, you cover over the years. And, and Bubba is a guy that, that um, you know, you, you know, nobody played tougher and with more passion, more fire, and more pride because the University of Tennessee was his school, having grown up and played in this state, more pride to wear the orange than Bubba Miller. And it's great to catch up with him tonight on the nation. Let's go ahead and take this break. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, the Morrell Road location, and we'll be back in just one minute. Hello, fans. For the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs in West Knoxville, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision including VFL greats, Rajon Neal and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit tnlasik.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Down the field, Rocky Top, running through the tee. The Big Orange is steeped in tradition. Charlie, Ken, and now me, Kevin Frazier. Frazier's Carpet One is also steeped in tradition. Since 1953, Frazier's has been the name to trust in carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, and anything for your floors. Call us at 546-4850. We'll come to you. We'll make it easy. Everything for the floor, from the tradition you trust more, Frazier's. Frazier's. 
The world's most refreshing beer is now available at college football's best stadium. This season, enjoy Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light on Rocky Top, now inside Neyland Stadium. So when the action on Shields Watkins Field heats up, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This fall at Neyland Stadium, grab the beer that supports the balls. Ice cold Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Proud sponsor of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Crescent Austin. Well, we thank you for joining us here tonight at the Texas Roadhouse. Come by and see us. We'd love to see you. We're at the Westtown location right here on Morrell Road. I'm with Austin Price, my main man. Got the Price family in the house tonight. In fact, across the way, I see the Price girls. One of them on her cell phone. So they both got their own cell phones now, right? No, they just take their mamas and, you know, play uh, games and do who knows what. She's waving across the way. But uh, we'd love to have you come by and see us tonight here at the Texas Roadhouse. AP, um, again, thank, our thanks to Bubba Miller for joining us in the last segment. Bubba really with some some good insight. I He touched on something that you did too, and, and I I'm so heartened to see Trey Smith playing the way he is. Not, not, it, it's good for Tennessee, obviously. Oh, yeah. But good for that kid and all he's been through. And, and, and to show people that sometimes when you have to come back from tough things, it doesn't happen for you right away the way everybody wants it to. It takes time and patience and guts and belief and faith. And Trey is, is an example of that all wrapped into one because he's starting to, he, he looks like he's starting to get back to sort of where he was before the blood clots, before he had the Well, the I mean, if you think clot. about it, Chris, I mean, the guy's played very little tackle football the last couple of years, right. and then he can't really practice. So, I mean, like it's taken him, you know, half the season to get up to where he would normally be. You're talking about game two, game three. It's taken him to, you know, game six, game seven. So, I mean, you know, he is, he's really playing well. And, 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 and you know, I thought Bubba hit on something, and I talked about this in the first segment. Really big credit goes to but to you know the offensive and defensive lines, not just their their you know coaches you know Tracy Rocker and Will Friend, but the the GAs, the guys at each individual position. Those guys have worked hard, man. I mean that Tennessee's offensive and defensive line has been very 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 poor the last several years, and I mean I'm not saying they're the one of the, they're the top end of the conference, but they are light years above where they were you know, the last few years, and, and credit to those guys. All right, your favorite time of the week. I should say the week, the show, but I think it's in the top three or four of your favorite times of the week. And yeah, it is it's the right marathon. up there with the VolQuest Monday Night Chat <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and and reading bedtime stories to your girls, right? Yeah. It would be the marathon question of the week. With a full tank of freedom, you can find your own highway and discover the true spirit of the American Road Marathon Fueling the American spirit. So as we look ahead to the South Carolina game, it's a 4 p.m. start, by yep. the way, on Saturday. So a good start time. Sure beats 9 p.m. low. That was terrible. Or 12. No, or 12. It was hard. I, can, I can take any noon I'm game. I'm so old. I'm, I'm so old, AP. It was hard for me to even stay up and watch the rest of that game. Low, I legitimately joked in the press box that I should have brought my kid's uh, sleeping bag and pillow. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm telling you, I was sitting there in the press conference after the game, and, it, and all those people piled in there. So it's a small room. All these people are in there, and it gets warm. You know, all the body heat's in there. 
And I just got, I, I started getting tired. I was yawning. I was like, man, this is terrible, man. Get me back outside where it's a little windy. Wake me up. Yeah, and I drove home from, I was in Louisville for the Clemson-Louisville game. When that was a noon game, which was weird. Weird dynamic for me to drive home and still be able to. Still be able to see all the games. To watch, well, certainly most, most of the Tennessee game. Here's my question of the marathon question of the week. As you look at South Carolina, and, and, and Will Muschamp is on Tennessee. Yep. Let's face Undefeated. it. Undefeated. You know, when he was at Florida, since he's been in South Carolina. What do you think is most important for Tennessee in this game? Outside, we've talked about the quarterback situation, what, what's happened. What has Tennessee got to do in your mind? What's going to be most important right through the top of the priority list if they're going to break the Muschamp stranglehold and win this game? Which I think if they win this game, that really, that really opens the door to them to have a, a really nice close. I think that I think that they're going bowling if they win this game because I think if you can beat South Carolina, let's say Mauer can't play, if they can find a way to win, they can beat South Carolina without Mauer. They can sure beat UAB without Mauer. And at that point, I think Mauer's back no less than the Kentucky game. And, and, then, can, and then who knows? You don't know how bad it is. You don't know. You know. Everybody just assumes two concussions in two weeks, but. It may have been more precautionary than anything else, and you know, just based off the fact that he had a head injury the week before, they just said we're setting him down. You don't know. And before you answer that question, keep in mind this is a South Carolina team that's playing some of its best football. They've had three strong efforts in a row. They beat Kentucky soundly. They went at Athens, Georgia, beat Georgia, and, and really and played right with Florida. And went right there with Florida yesterday. And it's a team up front defensively that's really good with the Kinlaw kid. And Jeremy Pruitt and Will Muschamp are and they, and, the they move, and they move him around, yeah. Yeah. And, and you can bet they're going to move him away from Trey Smith. Yeah, these teams have similar personalities because the two head coaches are very much yeah. alike, and Pruitt and Muschamp. What's at the top of your priority list for Tennessee to get it done on Saturday? Well, I think it's being able to run the football because, I mean, no matter who your quarterback is, whether that's 2, 18, 12, or 15, uh, you know, I think you've got to be able to run it. Tennessee's been able to run the football um, the last couple of weeks uh, against Mississippi State. Obviously, everybody remembers the 91-yard drive. Even Saturday night, again, I, I, I go back to the impressive stat that the 33-yard run by Tim Jordan was more yards rushing than Tennessee had against Alabama in all of its game in 2016, all of its game in 2018, and within 19 yards of what Tennessee did in 2017. So, Tennessee's been able to run the ball effectively. Tim Jordan is playing his best football uh, right now. And so I think, you know, that, that running back room has got to prove pivotal this week if Tennessee is going to kind of reverse this deal with uh, Will Muschamp. Tim Jordan, Tim Jordan running like he means business. Yeah, well, he's running like the way the, the coaching staff and Jimmy Pruitt wanted him to last year. If you go back a year ago, go back to the West Virginia game, he, you know, he, he ran well. He had over 100 yards. But he could have had over 200 yards with the yards he left out there because he kept bouncing everything. Right. He was, he was a high school back trying to bounce it to the outside every time instead of taking it up in there and hitting the hole. He's now hitting it up in the hole, running north-south, keeping the legs churning. And it, it's not just him. It's the entire mindset up front offensively, the offensive line. Chris, Tim had a 10-yard, um, 11-yard run in the second half where the offensive line literally pushed him seven of the ten yards. I mean, like, you know, that, that, that's the kind of mindset, playing to the whistle, you know, just being relentless that Jimmy Pruitt's been trying to get across to this team. And uh, that's, the, that, that's the type of stuff that's starting to click. Now, you know, they've got to be more consistent. And as you said, 
you know, they've got to be able to play mistake-free football. They can't turn it over. They can't get a bunch of penalties. But up until last night, Tennessee had been the least penalized team in the SEC. Their bugaboo, though, had been turnovers. They've got to avoid those going forward. All right, let's take our last break here tonight on The Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse. The Morrell Road location will be back in just a couple minutes. Fans, this season, enjoy the refreshing taste of Coors Light and Dos Equis. Coors Light is the world's most refreshing beer. It's made to chill. And Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Both these great brands distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. Celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. There's something out there for you and me. And the American road is calling. So what's it going to be? Hey, it's in America. American spirit. The world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the Vols. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, we're back for our final segment tonight on The Nation. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. AP uh, didn't mention this at the outset of the show. South Carolina starts or opens as a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Tennessee, and that line, I guess, could move depending on what we hear further this week on the Tennessee quarterback situation. Uh, but the Gamecocks come in as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And as I said earlier, playing really good football the last three weeks. This, this will be a tough game for Tennessee. I think Tennessee – you know, I think the, the, the really the home crowd for Tennessee this year, the BYU crowd was great, um, the Mississippi State. I, I think this will be a good environment in England Stadium, especially with it being a 4 p.m. Well, start. Well, again, I think that the, 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 the fan base is really galvanized behind this team because of how they – played last night because of the fact that they felt like that they were not only playing Alabama but playing the officials and uh, you know I do think that the 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 
The crowd will be loud. They'll be into it. This is going to be a really good atmosphere come Saturday at 4 o'clock. And Tennessee's going to do everything they can to, uh, you know, get win three. And uh, if that happens, like I said, I expect Tennessee to parlay the momentum from that game into a bowl game in November. So they've got to win four of the last five. Yeah. Is what they've got to do to get to the postseason. Let's bounce around the league quickly. Uh, the other line that jumps out to me in the SEC, LSU opens as 11.5-point favorite over Auburn. And that game's in Baton Rouge. That's a big line. That's Auburn, a big line. Auburn's a good For football Auburn's team. Defense. Auburn's defense? I think Auburn's got the best defense in the league. I really do. I think they've got uh, I mean, first that, 11. That, that's basically just totally poo-pooing on, on well, Auburn's defense in favor of an LSU offense that has been – Lights out. Lights out. I mean, they started slow. But, you know, Saturday was kind of a trap game. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they had the huge game they against Florida. It out. You know, they had the huge game against Florida. Then they play Auburn. Then they get the week off before they play Bama. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that you know, they've, they've just been phenomenal. I was at Auburn last, uh, yeah, I guess it was last week for a piece I'm doing for ESPN. And that, that defensive line is incredible. They're, they're, as good as, they're as good a defensive line as there is in college football. And they're pretty good on the back end, too. Uh, but Burrow in that LSU offense, uh, what a job Brady has done to come in there and transform that offense. Burrow's been great, but the receivers around him have been just as good, the way they the way they spread the football around and play. The other bit of news, Tua Tungavailoa undergoing ankle surgery this morning on the high ankle sprain. It, now, it's the same surgery he underwent last year on a different ankle. He got hurt, remember, in the SEC championship game last year and came back and played. Will they play next week? Uh, they play Arkansas. He will not met, he will not play that game. Then they're off, and here's the key: they're off the next week, and then they play LSU. That's a surgery that took him. It took him over three weeks to recover from last year to be ready to play against Oklahoma in the playoff. And he himself, I remember Tua telling me when I was in Miami that he was not 100% going to that game. So he's going to have about a week shorter to be back in time for the LSU game. Again, same surgery, different ankle. So I don't know that it's a guarantee that he'll be back against LSU. And even if he is, I don't, it's not realistic to think he's going to Without be 100%. Him. And if he's not back, Alabama, to me, is not one of the best four teams in the country. With him, they are. Without him, they're not. I agreed. I, you know, I, I thought that game was going to be dynamite with him. Uh, if he can't go, then LSU is uh, – Now, that game's in Tuscaloosa. It is, you know, and they'll, they'll strobe light him to death, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't know who I don't know I, who's I, the bigger fan of the strobe lights, you or Hubs. No, you know what? I, I have no issue. I think from a recruiting standpoint, that that's a genius move. Recruits are gonna love that. I don't like that they let them do it while the teams are in the huddle right before the start of play. I I, I think that's a bit much. You know, well, it's I, sort I really of like the cowbells. Like the cowbells. It's it's comp- the cowbells. You're not supposed to be ringing the cat. Mississippi State. Yeah, but that's noise. Like to me, like all that flickering of light can right. affect somebody. But 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 you shouldn't be ringing. The, you shouldn't be ringing the cowboys when the cowbells when the team's got the football. Yeah, that's right. right. But I'm saying though, the flickering of light to me can be more disruptive than the cowbells, in my opinion. And and you know, again, I have no problems with the fl- with the light show. Did, I, I think that it should not be happening while the teams are in the huddle and exiting the huddle, or getting ready right for kickoff. I think that's a bit much. Okay, we, just my opinion. We know you didn't light up any cigars last night. Did you sing Dixieland Delight? No, I did not. Um, I will save my singing for the Garth Brooks concert at Neyland on November 16th. I bet you've got prime seats. you got connections over there. I do. I do have prime seats, and I do have connections. You got uh, connect- Where do you not have connections? you got connections to Tennessee on every swanky golf course across the country, restaurants. Where do you not have connections? 
That's my question. I don't know. That's a good question. No. You go over there and see the Price girls. I know they're looking across the way here, looking for the daddy to come join them for dinner. But uh, we want to thank all of our, all of our listeners tonight for uh, spending part of your Sunday evening with us. We Thanks love to doing Jay Lyford, Eric Kane, Jay Lyford, and Thomas Lyford. We'll see you right here next Sunday night on The Nation. So long, everybody. Listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Discover how a full tank of Freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State. For more news on college sports and the SEC, this is The Nation, signing off.